don't even really have an intro, so we just make one up every time we go for this. So welcome to Infinite Real Estate Group. We're in the Own It podcast. Uh, Chad Morgan, Jared Johnson, and we're here with our special guest, Alan from Original Inspections. Welcome, welcome Alan. Alan. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so Alan is the inspector extraordinaire. extraordinaire. And we're excited to have him because we want to talk about home inspections. We want to talk about the importance of them. I want to kind of dive into some, like, interesting inspections. And also, like, yeah, I just want to kind of see, like, what you're seeing out there, um, things that we should be looking for. Um, so, yeah, so we're super excited to have you. I've actually used Alan ever since I started in this business. I don't even know where we met or how we got in touch with each other. How was that? I forget his name. I met him at Impact. Uh, he had me do his home inspection. That's where I met him. Oh, Very we're talking about Junior. 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 That's right. I sold Junior a house. Junior, you're always listening to my stuff. You're a supporter, and I was, you're hearing this. What's up? Junior, yeah. Junior guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, super cool guy. So, um, But, yeah, that's where I met you. Okay. We uh, sold my house in Lehigh, and you were there doing the inspection. So. Cool. All right. Well, Alan, let's uh, go ahead and just dive into this. What I want to do is kind of just uh, introduce yourself and let's kind of like, you know, your company and what, what it's all about. Okay. So my name, I decided to name my company Original Inspections. Um, I think I went to the That's original, original Pancake House. <laughs> <laughs> Were you I'll eating at the Original Pancake House and you're like, you know what? Original Inspection. Inspiration. Be careful where you eat. <laughs> At least it wasn't Denny's inspections, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know. I got into the passion of home inspections after I'd bought a home uh, back in 2009. And it was not the home we thought we'd bought. There was all kinds of issues that mm. weren't talked about, weren't discovered during inspections. Yeah, I've been in construction long enough. I know the terms. I know where everything's supposed to go, how it's supposed to go together. Why am I paying this guy to do this when he just walked through the house, didn't notice most things. So... I decided to open my own business. You just jumped into it then, right? I did. So if there were so many things wrong with your house. I should have noticed it too. Why didn't you notice yeah. it, Alan? <laughs> well, I was out of town. <laughs> I, I got back in the, the, at the time, wife had decided that's the home for her. So mm. there wasn't much talking her out of it at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, you know, use your skills elsewhere and fix the house. I did. I did. Good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about, um, like, how you got it. I mean, so you're, you've been in construction. Uh, how long have you been? How long has Original Inspections been around? I did, uh, well, first I opened up as Kirkham Inspections, and then I decided to change it after I'd gotten a secretary to Original Inspections. So before that, I was open. Um, original, I think I've had it five years. Oh, cool. Six years. Yeah. So a little bit about Alan. The guy doesn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's actually uh, keeping those UTA light rails up and running for us all when we're using them at night. And then during the day, you do about two home inspections a day. At most. I won't do more than two. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? I take my sweet time. You know, I don't want to feel rushed. I want to notice everything about the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, going through the military, like attention to detail was just drilled into my head. As yeah. a kid, it was drilled into my head. Having OCD, I notice more things than I want to. <laughs> well, let's talk about that military. First of all, thanks for your service. 
Thank you. Second of all, like, tell us a little bit about what branch were you in? Like, you know, kind of tell us a little bit about your service there and what you did. Okay, okay. So I decided I wanted to join in 2001 after the towers got attacked and uh, left in 2002 after I graduated. Uh, went to the Navy. I was an airframe uh, hydraulics and uh, structural uh, out in China Lake, California. So the middle of Death Valley, absolutely uh-huh. nothing out there, right? Yeah. At the time, we didn't have cell phones, so you couldn't see on Google Maps. Oh, it's a, it's a dry lake. But yeah. <laughs> so lake, California, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Death middle Valley. of the Mojave Desert. Yep. Yeah. Connected to absolutely nothing but a yeah. Joshua tree and some sage. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. But I got to work on some cool platforms. The F-18, the EA-6B, the Harrier, oh, cool. the Cobra. Uh, but Yeah. Yeah. Got to work as a mechanic on those. So are you just... Did you, um, were you, um, what's that word, sound engineer, Chaz? Um, what, <laughs> you deployed. Where were you deployed? No, I didn't. I, I stayed really? stateside the whole time. So you stateside yeah. just doing flight mechanic stuff? Or? Yep. Okay. My dad was a flight mechanic. That's awesome. For the, little, uh, for the Air Force. So I remember as a little kid before all the 9-11 stuff, we'd, we'd go climb up on the C-147s, like climb on the wings and. Yeah, across the plane when the when the Blue Angels uh, or the Thunderbirds flew in, he'd come grab us and like you know we'd get be able to sit in the cockpit you know that's awesome shake hands with the pilot so yeah different time now on a military base <laughs> it really is I've done a couple of home inspections for some of the F thirty five pilots here that have flown in and that are stationed here in Hill and boy they're fun guys they're really fun guys yeah. but man you got to be in tip top shape to be able to do that yeah totally. I wouldn't fit in one of those planes. <laughs> I wouldn't either. These guys are in phenomenal shape. Chaz might be able to. <laughs> well, you'd have Chad, to, like, Chad cut me off at the Chad, knee. Chad's, like, perfect. <laughs> I think I'd struggle, too. I think you'd have to be chopped hey, at the Chaz, <laughs> Chaz is in the Air Force. Fun fact. Sound engineer Chaz. <laughs> Chaz works on all the electrical. He's, nice. an, elec- he's an electrician. I, I can definitely appreciate that. That's what I do. <laughs> Uh, with UTA working on the trains when they come back at night, right? Because they're they're electrical, uh, mm-hmm. so they're mechanical and electrical. Mm-hmm. Being able to work on those graveyard shift eight at night till six thirty in the morning, get off, take a nap, go inspect. Yeah. Something. Would so you? S- oh no, go for it. I, I was gonna say, would you say your kind of mechanical background with working on so many very hands-on projects? Would you say that's kind of helped you in the home inspection business? And if so, how? Absolutely. I worked as a machinist, too, for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, worked for Williams International, building jet engine housing. Yeah. I built parts that have been on the, supposed to go to the, the moon, uh, but worked on all kinds of aerospace parts, uh, spinal cord implants. Oh, cool. Uh, so as a machinist, working, uh, understanding perpendicularity and parallelism, flatness. And when I'm looking at a building, right, I see homes and some of this new construction whole walls leaning up where there's gaps in between mirrors. Where Those houses see. have fallen down the mountain already. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got an interesting story about that. There's a guy that I work with. We'll get to it. Really. Okay. Okay. Later. <laughs> because, no, I, I really want to, I mean, so, I mean, this is the th- things that I've always been drawn to Alan and fascinated with him is because he's the attention to detail. Um, I've actually had quite a bit of a, like selling agents when I've brought people over, like, what do you mean you need four hours or five hours? Uh-huh. You know, and it, you know, they, they, some of them get upset about that, but I actually enjoy it. Our clients are always thoroughly impressed and just so happy about mm-hmm. the way you 
go through every single detail. I've been to so many other inspections where, I mean, it, I just feel like they didn't take the time to check everything, and it was more of a time crunch for them versus they paid me to come inspect this house and make sure that every nook and cranny has been inspected, but very rarely do they do it all. Right. Yeah. Right. And on that note, yeah, everyone that I talked to is like, oh, you need three to four hours to inspect my condo or townhome i'm like look he's really taking a nap for one hour (laughs) (laughs) i'm like look so i recently i had someone who decided to use an inspector um that their friend recommended he showed up in a carpet cleaning van and i'm like all right like so is this guy a home inspector or does he clean carpets Uh (laughs) (laughs) so in utah you don't technically need to be licensed to be a home inspector i mean anyone could kind of get a business license and and start doing that sure i i could do that and i for sure know i mean (laughs) ask these guys ask anyone in the office i do not know a lot about that part of the um of of homes the actual structures and and the systems and the hvac and all that so anyways, um, but that is one thing, yeah, how I've noticed is um, Alan's very detail-oriented. He does take three to four hours to inspect a home, and and um, he he does a good job on that. And he shows up. He doesn't show up in his carpet cleaning van. <laughs> he shows up in his original home inspections wrapped, wrapped truck because this is his business, and it's what he does. It's not just like a side gig that he does every now and then. Um, so it really matters who you work with when it comes to home inspections. Thank you. Yeah, I definitely take longer than most. I don't know anyone that takes longer. Than yeah, me. but I don't. I I don't view that time as a waste. Like I don't. I'm not trying to fit three in every single day. I look, I can only spend two and a half hours here, and if we're not done, I got to go. You know, I I mm-hmm. want the buyers to know intimately every detail of their home that I see. When I get done with them, they need to know how to turn off the water, the power, the gas, how to turn the water back on, how to change the filter in their dishwasher, how to rinse that out. Uh, you know, like going through their dryer traps, running their HVAC, running their plumbing, every single shower head, every single faucet, fixture. I want I want them to be able to yeah. see and know everything. And I, I, I don't know, maybe I spend a little bit too long doing it, but I'm patient and I'm methodical. So. Yeah. No, and it shows. Um one of the things that um, I kind of wanted to get into because we've been dealing with a lot of new builds, um, primarily because resale um, has been a little slow. And I think the reason it's been slow is because nobody wants to get rid of a 2.5% interest rate. Right. No one wants to, by the time they upgrade their house, they're not only upgrading their house, but they're doubling the value of their home. And so the people that are selling are either A, moving, or a job change or something, or B, it's a necessity, whether it's um, they're older and they ne- and they can't do the stairs anymore mm-hmm. or they're just growing out of their house. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been dealing with a lot of new builds lately, and it's surprising how much it's discouraged in this industry when it comes to new builds um, and getting home inspections. And to th- that point, well, let's, yeah, like, so what is your experience? Like, have you been, do you do a lot of new builds? Um, you know, tell me about that. Like, does that, like, is it necessary? Yes, absolutely. 
I, I think so. I, you know, I just did a one a home this morning. I uh, started there at 8.30, got there, came straight here. Uh, it's a brand-new $1.25 million home mm-hmm. and missing smoke alarm, missing trim, uh, you know, just areas that water can get into the house, like the drip row flashing under the under the shingles was uh, had a big, large gap in between mm-hmm. them. Uh, and I don't think that they're doing it on purpose, but I think when they when you're going through a process and you do it every single day, you get complacent. Complacency can happen. And if you don't have someone that's going through like myself that's actually going through and inspecting everything th- on the builder's behalf, then you need people like me to come in and double-check that. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't found a builder yet that I haven't found anything on. Yeah. No, I mean, it's I, – I mean, we, we talk about that all the time. Like, you know, it's – you know, should I get a home inspection on my new build? And, you know, it's my question is always like 100% yes. And the reason we talk about that is is specifically because, I mean, they're building these homes, I, I think, faster than ever Fast, right now. Yeah. I mean, well, they could build them faster, but I think we deal with some problems around here, which is uh, when we're dealing with labor and supplies mm-hmm. uh, on a lot of things. But, I mean, I'm I have a new build over um, by my house by a national builder, and I mean, it's I swear like two three months, and that house is already up and furnished, ready as a model home, yeah. um, which is a very interesting <laughs> process to watch. But I'm like, how do you feel about these um, national builders and? I mean, we've dealt with a couple of these national builders, and they are very, very strict when it comes to who, as an in, like, they don't let any inspector in there to right. inspect their homes. Right. Which I don't know how they can do that if it, you're under contract and it's your right as a um, as a homeowner to get an inspection. That's you know, like, essentially, it's 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 got to be you know a non-biased you know inspection mm-hmm. but some of these national builders are like nope you can only choose from this one this one or this one is that something you're certified to do with these national builders or what do you like tell me about like that thought process i haven't jumped through the hoop with all of them but i've worked with several uh, that are national builders and i'll tell you what even on one um obviously staying away from names but you looking in the bathroom mirror and you got a four inch gap on one side and a one inch gap on the bottom all the walls are more than four inches off of plumb yeah, I mean the ICC, right? The I- International Code Council, the, I- the UBC, Utah Building Code. They're you're only supposed to have a half inch out of plumb on a wall. And when you're seeing more than four inches mm. on the one wall, and that builder's kicking it back, saying, "Well, if you don't want to buy it, there's 15 other people that will." They push that agenda that they don't have to do what what you're expected to do and what they're expected to do by building code standards. They're passing it off, saying, "Well, there's someone else that'll buy it. Too mm-hmm. bad. You either take it or you don't." Now you got these people that have moved all their stuff. They've got it box trucks, moving trucks. They're ready to move in, and they're waiting on that home to finish. And I'm the l- I'm one of the last steps before they decide. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna sign. And it's gonna close next week or whenever. And when the builder tells them that, like you can just see their worlds get destroyed. I'm I'm in they're in a bad position, and the yeah. builders aren't willing to adjust yeah. to meet expectations. And city inspectors are getting paid minimal. Right, most of them make less than twenty twenty five. Uh, they're not getting paid top dollar and it's not a living wage for for them to spend enough time to be able to accurately go through a home like mm-hmm. i do to measure everything out to check everything yeah and and i don't know how they can check everything with the amount of homes that are being built around them mm-hmm. 
um, just from my experience in the local city inspector when I built my garage, I mean, it was more about the relationship that the builder had with the home inspector. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the city inspector, because the city inspector just came and sh- shot the shit with them. Yeah. Didn't even really look at anything and then signed it off and left. Like, they didn't I'm like, aren't you supposed to, like, check the foundation? Is there some, you know, hmm. like, what, like, because they have, like, uh, inspection points throughout the build of it. Phase one, two, and three, but yeah. not once, and, you know, and I could have been a little bit more of a, I, I was definitely a lot of a, probably a helicopter um, con- customer when it came, because more because I was fascinated with I seeing my garage, you know, that I was going to be putting all my cars in built type of thing and so i love watching the process but it kind of dawned on me like it's not inspectors not even really Mm. like checking anything (laughs) you know you brought up the the uh, the houses up on draper up on the hill uh, yeah that it had issues yeah i got an interesting story about you know the wise man once built his house upon a rock (laughs) (laughs) not a pile of sand (laughs) loose (laughs) filter so the geographical uh pro when they're when they're doing the samples and they're doing the soil compaction testing they were asking the excavators where to check right so i work with a guy uh, and he'd mentioned that's one of the issues is that the city inspectors when they're coming up to and when when the inspectors are coming up to do that soil compaction testing they're asking them where to check so not all the foundations get the same treatment it's not like a random mm-hmm. spot check around the, the perimeter of the, fo- the footing uh, that they're doing that soil compaction testing so until they get that checked and they have a minimum number of points that they have to profile along uh, a footing or uh, the foundation uh, i don't see that changing well and um i mean they, they've actually said they're expecting a couple more houses to move up there i yeah. mean th- two more have been condemned um but um because of that like i've always understood and this is a very ignorant mind of mine and so maybe you might know more about it um but i mean that topography of that land has been transformed for from like thousands of years and when you just start dumping fill dirt to change the topography of the land mother nature is always going to win right like right, right. <laughs> like it's going to reclaim yeah you know and uh, it it might happen you know a year in the build or it might happen 20 years from now like but i mean this has happened several on several occasions i remember when we had some massive flooding down in southern utah and all the homes that were built next to the riverbeds that have never been at that point for you know Hundred plus years, mm-hmm. the river decided to take those, take that land back, <laughs> yeah. and washed them all away. And so, like, is that like, is that was there a way they could have prevented something like that? Even though, like, if you look at the difference from the original topography to the houses that were built on there and all the fill dirt that was on there, is there a way to prevent that, or is it just like they shouldn't have even done that? If they would have left the soil and let it sit for a minimum of seven years, that's, that's kind of an industry standard, right? When you're building on soil, you bring in new soil, you got to let it sit for seven years or compact it um, before you're allowed to build on top of it. I think that time period needs to be adjusted. Right? Soil saturation mm. levels change yearly uh, depending on how much humidity and precipitation, the snowpack, the runoff. There's, there's quite a few factors that need to come 
into play, and honestly, they need more consideration at the at the legislative level. You hear of homes out in West Bountiful that are, you know they're settling several inches, and they're just uh, not enough is being done to protect the average homeowner or buyer. Yeah, I mean, and right. I I don't think yeah, and I I mean this is I I mean. I mean, if we have any builders listening or someone that works for new builds, I'd love to get those inputs or something. Go ahead and message them in the comments. But um, for me, it's like it, it's it's crazy how much the new builds kind of beat to their own drum. Mm-hmm. Like there's no – I mean, they have regulations and rules and stuff, but they follow a whole different r- set of rules just on selling. So us as real estate agents have to follow things a specific way. Builders don't have to use the same contracts. Builders get, you know, and that's always kind of, and again, this is not me knowing anything about that side of it because there's a lot that I don't know, but there's also a lot that's like, well, how were they able to get away from this? And how did this, like, how does that happen? And how do we prevent this? We have builders coming from different parts too because if you looked out in like Harriman, South Jordan, Right, there was a lot of MDF trim that was getting put on the outside of some of those homes, so they were just swelling along all these windows, and you know the the HOA is not. Where were they building? Were they were were, were they building in like? Um, uh, we just got a reboot. That's all. <laughs> um, where where were they building at? Out in South Jordan. Yeah, South Jordan. Mm-hmm. But was this builder like from Arizona or something? Well, from my understanding, <laughs> a lot of a lot of it was uh, Vegas and St. George area. Oh, okay. Uh, so a lot drier it. climates. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, because we've been seeing this several places, and it's with different builders. We've been seeing this in Eagle Mountain. We've been seeing it in Saratoga. We've been seeing it in Harriman, mm-hmm. where f- like foundations are moving. Yeah. And um, we actually have a new development going up in Linden. We're working with Sego Homes on there. And we asked them about that because it specifically because I think that's something that will come up with some buyers because of what's been happening. I mean, that this, this current situation made national news. Mm-hmm. And it's all over the social medias and people are blowing it up, you know, all over uh, like TikTok and uh, you got YouTube Shorts and Instagram Reels. Right, people are making everything, and so it's never going like the it's the publicity's you know getting getting bad. I think it's starting to calm down, but yeah. And at the end of the day, people are just moving on, still buying houses that they <laughs> want to buy. But yeah, it it's out there and it's a real concern. Yeah, so we've been kind of talking to Sego about this, and you know, and they, it, it was an interesting, um, you know, to hear a little bit from them because one thing they did say is, well, there's a lot of gray area from what a city and like what city code is, mm-hmm. and what engineers say, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Y- and there you could you could take the high road, but it's going to cost more money, with more time. Yeah, but the nice thing is, is and that's one thing about uh, Sego Homes, just. Um, just because we're selling with them, we got to give them a little bit of a plug here. <laughs> is um, um, they actually went out and got their own independent engineering study, and um, I think from what I recall, they said that the 
the city engineers and stuff said it needed to be built down six feet, you know, with a gravel base or something. Well, their independent study says, well, we'd actually recommend you do eight feet and so much of compacted gravel and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so they said, yeah, it's more expensive, but we warranty our houses. We warranty the exteriors for X amount of years and everything in the house for a year and stuff. And so us taking that extra bit of expense at the beginning and going a little further Mm -hmm. isn't going to do nothing but protect us in the long run. For, for one, for their reputation, and two, the quality of the home and, um, you know, the, yeah, the build quality that's going to be lasting them for, you know, several years to come. Which will definitely set them apart. A lot of the national builders, it's a bottom line kind that, of yeah. approach. Oh, it's like how many two-by-fours can we, I, I mean, I, I know one national builder that doesn't do their two-by-fours 16 on center. 18. Specifically. Or is it 18 on center? No, no, no. It's 16. Oh, little, it's 16. It. Yeah, but they yeah. extended it to 18. Mm-hmm. And it's all about saving the buck. Right. Because they figured at the end, yes, it's only a couple two-by-fours per house type of thing. But if you add it up over a whole year, they said their savings a couple hundred thousand dollars. At but the risk of one insurance I, yeah. policy, if a house falling down, that's significantly yeah. than what they're saving. Lawsuits, rebuilding right. the house. Right. <laughs> but they only warranty, and most of them only warranty for one year, right? They're not carrying extended warranties beyond that usual typical one yeah. year. So they're not worried about it. Yeah. So um, with that being said, um, a couple things. I, I'm, I'll hit this up a couple times, but there's some um, – Alan, touch, you touched on this originally when you were talking about your company, but – and I always like it, but you treat it like, I mean, it's almost like a quiz. At the end of the walkthrough, it's about an hour for a walkthrough, and you literally go through room by room, outlet, you know, windows. I opened up the windows. Everything's true. Nothing's, it's, everything's opening good. You know, vents. I'm, you're going through every little detail, and at the end of those details, you're like, okay, where do I turn off the water? Yeah. If you need to turn off the gas, where do I turn that off? And you're wanting them to, okay, yeah, I have to go outside and I have to come over here and I turn this. And so you're educating them, which is one thing I didn't get when I bought my first home. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know where anything was. Like, I didn't know how to turn off the gas to my house or where the water shut off was out on the street or, you know, like, I didn't know any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've always appreciated that and liked it. And there, you always offer one other, like, service, and I'm curious how many people take you up on that, but what is that service that you offer? Oh. I'm going to see if you just can read my mind. Well, of course, when I do the inspection, I'm there to teach them about the home. I'm not just there to point stuff out as the awkward guest that, well, I'm, crit- I'm like, you know, Cisco and Ebert of the homes. I'm just going to come in here and be a critic. Mm-hmm. If, if they don't know how to operate their home, fundamentally everyone that's going to be living there that wants to learn knows how to shut everything off, turn everything back on. I don't feel like I've done my job. If you don't know your regular home maintenance, I haven't done my job as an inspector because it's not just to point stuff out. It's to familiarize you with the home. Um, and one thing I do offer, and I think this is what you were touching on, is that I don't charge to come back and answer questions. Right. If you want to shoot me a text message, send me photos. That's the one. If you, whatever works best for you to be able to know that you have someone you can rely on that will still be able to remember your home. Yeah. To walk you through how to do everything. It makes life so much easier, in my opinion, for the, for the buyers. Oh, the crowd loves that one, <laughs> Alan. <laughs> 
that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like that. And I'm, how many people actually take you up on that? Quite regularly. Usually a couple times a week. Really? Yeah. Uh, I enjoy that. You shouldn't I be inspecting this guy's work. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's just enough to get by. <laughs> it's like military work, you know. It's like. That, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sums it up in a way I wouldn't have. <laughs> but no. it's nice to have that resource so you don't have to just rely on YouTube or Google. You know you have a person that you can call at any moment, anytime. You can send me a 30 at night, whatever. I'm not that I'm asking for that, but if you need someone, I'm that someone. Yeah. No, and, and I mean, we've done several houses where, you know, they have refinished a basement or redone their electrical and you've gone and inspected it for them. Mm-hmm. Said, yep, everything looks good. Good to go. Um, you've even gone as far as we've had a couple customers and we had a client out in uh, Nephi. Bad situation. I'll tell you what, if you're a real estate agent and you're clients telling you i think that's the wrong house listen to your client <laughs> we we had a agent that, oh, that you, can, one. You, you can tell why <laughs> she's not working at infinite anymore um but she um this was during covid she ended up getting a house there was some clients from california they were moving down here for a job change and she was showing them houses over facetime and she showed them about five houses, and they're like, yes, we like this one. We want to write an offer on it. Well, she got back to the office and didn't document which house it was from the address or anything, and she ended up writing the contract from a different house. They got it accepted, <laughs> and they didn't come to the house until two weeks prior to closing. And they had their moving truck all loaded up. The husband was starting his job the next week. He was going to stay in like an extended stay for a week. And the wife gets there to the address. After several times of asking this agent, are you sure this is the right one? I don't think that's the address. That I doesn't. Mm-hmm. That doesn't ring a bell to the, oh, yes, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And obviously, nobody knew about it because she didn't tell anybody that, hey, my client um well long story short um she's nine months pregnant crying on the front lawn and the homeowner walks out saying i guess i'm not selling my house next week (laughs) um it it was frantic we ended up saving them we ended up finding you know i just was very brutally honest with them and said look here's your options here's what i can do for you like even if it's getting into a house, I'll sell it for free the next year. Like, but they're, they're actually still living in the home. But we found them a very comparable home, actually at a better price. Um, the only problem is, is it had an unfinished basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of what I did to kind of rectify the problem was like, look, we'll come in and finish the basement for you. Because I know the other house had a basement. You guys shouldn't be going through this right now. Let us, you know, get this house up to a... Uh, standard that you guys would accept and you you came in and helped me with that and so i mean that to me was like like i had somebody on my side you know as i'm trying to run a business you're running a business and we're supporting each other yeah and i'm like man this guy like he is my inspector because it was a situation that none of us asked for but we knew we had a client that needed to be you know treated you know like i mean they needed to be respected and their needs needed to be met and so 
we went in, finished all the trim work. You know, you you came in with the electrical knowledge, said, hey, I'll come in and wire up and finish all your outlets and everything. And we got their house all finished for them. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for that. That was my pleasure. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. And they were really, really sweet. Um, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. That's been a little while. I remember going out to Vernal, and there was gas shut off. <laughs> you probably remember the story better than I do. Uh, but we were out in Vernal doing a home inspection, and the gas had been turned off to this condo. Well, I was supposed to get it done and drive it right back. <laughs> the gas company couldn't get out there that night, so mm-hmm. I, I got a hotel room, and I stayed the night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stayed there until I could get the full inspection done so I didn't have to make another trip. But <sighs> it was just nice that the buyer knew I'm willing to stay there in town, rent a room, just so I can be there to make sure that they knew the place they were getting was right. Going the extra mile. You probably yeah. lost money on that deal with the <laughs> pizza and beer afterwards. You know, all the business you sent me in referrals, yeah. I didn't lose anything. <laughs> I would do it again. <laughs> yeah, so uh, t- tell us about some of the things that you have experienced as a home inspector. Ooh, all kinds Anything of wild? I don't know about it. anything too wild. Uh, <laughs> lots of angry uh, sellers. I, I get chased around quite a bit with sellers. And they'll like, stand over my shoulder. Oh, my like gosh. A little parrot oh, we had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> super annoying. And it got so bad that you actually called me and said, Jared, I need you to figure out how to manage mm-hmm. this seller or I'm going to leave. Like, she was, like, on you. Yeah. <laughs> like videoing you and everything. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Like, I mean, this was like, I think this is how the definition of caring came about. For me. Like <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot to piss off Alan. And he was like, I'm leaving. If you can't get this under control. I can't remember any other instance that I've felt that way. It was so, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, I, I don't know. Nothing too wild as a home inspector. A couple times, close calls on the roof. Oh, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> right, there's a hole up here that probably should get fixed. Yeah, definitely <laughs> found a few soft spots and some roofs. I <laughs> uh, got attacked by a, a bulldog. I was doing a home inspection, and the couple was there, and they had two bulldogs, and the one dog reached up and bit my leg. Oh, to just let it bite me a couple more times. <laughs> Can you come get your dog? Still finish the inspection. Still do the walkthrough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Any, just, any like crazy inspections or common items you see that are a big concern or anything that you're like any stories that stick out that are like oh don't i like buy, that don't buy this house <laughs> yeah so here's another like way that. to phrase it but answer both of them if you need to in different form but uh yeah like what would you say like before the home inspection even starts while they're looking at homes what do you what would you say a homeowner should be looking for just from an untrained eye, is there things that they should stay away from or be c- highly consider if they don't feel like they're in a position? If they're a Chad, you know, and, and don't know much about, like, he won't even play in the dirt. <laughs> I don't like the dirt. That's okay. That's why you're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have people like you, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a home inspection up in, uh, it was at Cottonwood Heights. And this gentleman works for the Jazz. He's vice president for the Jazz. And I'm not going to say his name, but I did his home inspection. Mm. I, I was like, yeah, I would not buy this. I would not buy this. Mm. If you look at the staircase and you look at how it's sliding down the hill, you could see the pads popping, sli- a staircase sliding underneath it. There's water coming into the interior. I, sh- I yeah. got my infrared. I'm looking at moisture coming mm-hmm. in through the wall. 
I just so happened to need to go back the next day to drop off my radon and do some air samples for the mold test. And there, it's raining, and there is literally water coming into the into the home. And I called them up, and I said, please, 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 uh, you know, if you want to come out here and look at it, I'll send you pictures, but you've got a young family. You know, it, the health and, and well-being of, the, of your family is dependent on the air quality in the home. They're going to spend more time there than you are when you're out at work, and this this isn't a good place. There's mold damage, and there's quite a bit of it, and it's sporadic throughout the entire home. You could see holes in the ceilings. You could see where, like, that latex paint where it bubbled up almost like a water balloon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hanging feet down from the ceiling. Like that. Wow, this so right. is it really just a home that they are looking to remodel to begin with? or it, initially? I mean, it is in a nice view. area. They liked the view. Right? It was right yeah. up at the end of one of the trailheads, and that's where... His wife saw, the, you know, the valley, and that's what they fell in love with. This the is yeah. the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what they what they end up doing? <laughs> they finally wound up walking, and I I I danced when I heard that news. I was so yeah. grateful they didn't buy that. Yeah. Alan the deal killer. I've been called that before. <laughs> <laughs> I I would I would I I think you're probably one of the nicer people out there, and I the one thing I can always appreciate is. I can always just tell you, like, hey, Alan, this is a first-time home buyer. This is, like, at the top of their budget. And so, and they really want a single-family home. So, obviously, we're going to find rougher homes. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I can just tell you that, the nice thing about that is, like, you'll respect that. I mean, it's obviously still your job to say, hey, these subfloors are not up to code or this is – um, but you you do it in a way that helps the homeowner not only get educated on this, but let them know where some of the dangers are. But then also, you know, like hey, like you you encourage them in a way, like hey, this is an easy fix. We can take care of this. Or and so, I mean, that's something that I think is a skill set that is something that any realtor should be trying to find in their home inspector mm-hmm. is somebody that can talk to your clients without making them feel like the whole house is going to fall apart next week. Or that they're crazy for buying it. If there's simple solutions to what they might perceive as complex problems because they're not sure how to treat it or repair it, I would like to walk them through. This is this is what I would do to take care of this. This is all you have to do. It, it seems complex, but I'll break it down into simple steps and just walk them through that verbally. Sometimes I'll send YouTube videos or I just come back over and actually go through it with them. I've done that on several homes, too, where, mm-hmm. the, you know, the couple kids can't afford to mold mitigate. You know what? I used to do that professionally. I'll come over and do that with you. Alan's <laughs> done everything. <laughs> he's done it all. <laughs> when we told him he was on the casting couch, he's like, not again. <laughs> <laughs> so he has done everything. At least the lights aren't dark this time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, um, I don't know if you remember this, but the house actually sold. So, um, one thing that, you know, like if there's realtors out there listening, you're in Utah, like don't hesitate to reach out to Alan, um, about anything. I remember we were, I was helping out another friend of mine. She's a park city agent and she had a listing in Draper that popped up and she normally would pass it off say hey jerry can you help me out with this one but in this situation it was a um i think they um she worked for some agency where they like after they like 
repo that it's like a government agency like if there's like white collar crimes and stuff and they like take the house they she's she's the one that lists the house in utah for those well we got down and she's like can you come check this house out like i don't know what's going on in here and like i remember showing up <laughs> and the whole basement was full of mold like yeah. it's pretty rare in utah <laughs> to see so much mold and then i i I said let me get my let me call my home inspector and he's like she's like no don't like don't i don't want to bother anybody like we'll figure it out and blah blah blah. like i gave you a call and you're like i'll be there in 15 minutes (laughs) like you 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 were on your way um what did you think about that house holy crap i think it was a u.s marshals if i remember right yeah that's it this home had mold feet up the wall almost to the ceiling I think some on the ceiling, depending on the room you were in. It had all come from a shower, from a steam head in the shower. Yeah, yeah. that's what we determined at the <laughs> end. Crazy. We spent an hour just Sherlock Holmes in this and <laughs> figuring out, because we thought maybe it came from the water main where there was a whole dance floor like st- room like where they put all these wood floors in it. We had major buckles in it and stuff. We were like, there's no way that that water w- sh- could have had to have been standing forever for to to spread to this whole basement. These floorboards had the warp of like the Kilmo's ship, right? <laughs> they were so they were buckled beyond anything I've seen in a while. And yeah, well, it was fun to actually walk around the basement and try to figure and out. And there was mold in the cold storage <laughs> growing on the cement. Yeah, uh, all the wooden shelves that were in there completely full of mold. Uh, they ended up selling that house. They did. Yeah. They did. I talked to her. She, I did a home inspection for her later. Oh, good. That, for another couple, and she told awesome. me about that. Yeah. Good old Karen Stone. She's awesome. She's uh, incredible when it comes to video and um, uh, social media marketing and stuff. I should never come into the office and do a um, like a little training on mm. social media and stuff. I bet she'd do that. I've seen her stuff on uh, TikTok. She's got her channel on TikTok. Yeah. yeah good videos she does a lot of community projects too yeah yeah Yeah, she's very big she's also she's an agent in uh, new york city and park city yeah which you would think like that's a weird combination but you'd be surprised how many people are like those are the clientele that she needs in the park city market is all of her big new york clients Mm. they're all looking for those second homes Makes sense. I just did one yesterday. The gal then I think she was from New York and then she moved to Florida and then she was moving to Park City. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. So where can um where can um our our I mean man, you we have so many followers on our <laughs> podcast. One <laughs> like there's gotta be at least two. two. My mom <laughs> and Steve Conley, who's out in Florida. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where can they find you? Originalinspections.com. Uh, okay. Or you can give me a call. I don't know if you want, but 801-232-0848 is my direct. Or I pay for an answering service, so if you need to set up an appointment but you don't get a hold of me, um, 801-888-8691. Sweet. Yeah. And if you use your... Um, website are you still offering a discount for booking online uh, 25 dollars off yeah yes nice and he has some of the best prices out there super super reasonable um and i can't say enough about the value that he brings 
when he's inspecting the homes. Um, they are detailed inside and out. Um, you know, like, and, and that's what I'm always telling my clients when we're doing a home inspection, you've got to think of the home inspection as a story about your house. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're going to find a lot of problems, whether it's a new build or an existing home. And uh, we can't look at them. Like if they're serious problems, Alan will let us know. But for the most part, we just want to give you essentially a story of this house and what to keep your eye on, what might be your next project in the future or things you need to be concerned about. And so um, anything to add on that? Yeah, I tell every one of the buyers that, that hire me to come out and do their home inspections. When you have work done, please let me double check that work before you pay everyone. Right before everyone's gotten all their mm-hmm. money, they're gone, they're in the wind. Let me come and take a look at the quality of their work. Make sure you're not going to have to pay for it to be redone in three yeah. months, six months, yeah. or a year. And that's uh, a service that I have not seen from anybody else. You pay for a home inspection when you buy the home. I decide to have somebody come in and redo the plumbing in my house. You'll come and inspect it. Of course. Yeah, I don't want you to have to waste your money. I don't want anyone to have to waste the money that, that yeah. takes the time to hire me. I try to be reasonable about the price, and maybe I'm a little bit underpriced. I've been told I should increase it, but I don't want to get rich off of every buyer. I don't want to get rich off of every client. I want them to know I care about their interests, their yeah. home. Yeah, I, I'm honest with the home. I don't. I don't come in. I haven't brought donuts or pizza to you guys or anyone here. What the right? hell? I don't even got any of this sweet swag. This a sweater, or a hat, or anything. These nice tax write-offs. <laughs> I mean, where's my stuff? I think we traded the first hat today, so I do owe you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we don't. We don't. Uh, it's a very. Yeah, you're right. We we don't get any donuts, no lunch. <laughs> this is only that. the second time Alan showed up to our office, <laughs> but they all love him, which has got to mean something to everybody who's listening out there. I mean, Alan is an exceptional home inspector. I, I, I mean, very detailed. That's what our clients are looking for. They want to know what is wrong. I mean, this is going to be the biggest purchase of their life, and they want to know what's wrong. If is there, is there anything wrong with the house, and what is going on with it, and is it something I should be worried about? And so, I mean... That just is comes from pure character and integrity and the way you operate your business. So hats off to you on that because there's not very many people out there that can stand behind those things and then come back and follow up and recheck stuff and re-educate. So... Boy, I should record this to get a, a commercial shot from you. That. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the best compliment. Honestly, that's the best compliment I could get, and I sincerely appreciate that. Thank you. I work. I I I appreciate that you take time to notice that. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, our clients are important to us, and yeah, it's nice to know that our the companies that we partner with are also you know have the same level of standard for their clients as we do. Right. Yeah. It, because at the end of the important. day. If it doesn't go well and something bad does happen a week after they close on the house, guess who they're calling? They're Both calling us. us. <laughs> ring, ring. <Yeah. laughs> 
And, you know, a lot of times it's like, I mean, we could at the end of the day say, that's your house now. Like, welcome to home ownership, you know. But we don't, we've never had to deal with that when it comes to doing our home inspections with you. That's the ultimate goal. That's the ultimate goal. I don't want anyone involved to feel like they they didn't know about something they wish they would have known. They could have avoided yeah. something if they only would have known. So avoiding all that, taking the time, taking the extra time. Yeah. If Alan has been called the deal killer, that's a green flag for real estate agents to start recommending him to clients. Okay. If your inspector you're using has not been called a deal killer yet, um, you might want to be looking for someone else, um, someone who's more qualified and professional. Because like we said, we, we, we always try to find solutions to inspections, but at the end of the day, um, we, we're also upholding a reputation. We want to make sure the people that we have relationships with, our clients, are being treated with the, um, the way we want them to be treated. And that comes with, you know, whether that's title companies, the lender they're using, or the home inspector. So, yeah. I understand, too. Some of what I do makes your guys' job harder, right? Because you bring them all, all the way to the point that they're excited about a home. They've got their heart set on it. They've yeah. talked about it. They've slept on and it. And then you rip their dreams away. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> I got to bring reality Just back kidding. into it. <laughs> yeah. Emotion is easy to get caught up on. But yeah. You do I'm a very good job of handling it well. Yeah. Thank um, you. Especially when it's like they think this is the house of their dreams, and you're like, I hate this to be the bearer of bad news, but this – I mean, we, we dealt with that just recently with a subfloor issue not being done right. And, you know, uh, the hard part about that whole situation is, is their qualifications, like, they were at their max. They wanted a single family. We could have got them into a townhome or a condo easy, but they wanted a single family. So their price point, everything was very, very limited. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were able to find them something else. Yeah much better house but at the end of the day you're like oh dang it like i'm sorry guys but (laughs) (laughs) unless you have the itch for renovating a house like seriously renovating yeah this house has got some major issues with it and i think a lot of buyers don't maybe maybe that's uh kind of a back consideration something they keep in the back of their mind but they're not they're not putting that at the forefront like i'm going to have to Recalk around the windows on the exterior, the interior. I'm going to have to wipe down this mold with an antimicrobial or whatever the case is. Uh, maintenance gets, you know, kind of shoved to the side when time yeah. is not easy to come by. And everyone that's working as hard as they can during the day just wants to take any second they can to relax. It's easier for home maintenance to fall behind. Yeah, I, I've never been into a perfect home, but I've been into a lot of homes with a lot of potential. That You've been in my home. I have. <laughs> pretty perfect. <laughs> you told me it was the best home you've ever seen. How many page report was that? I don't know, like one. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. It was a big house. <laughs> it's a beautiful home. It's a beautiful home. <laughs> no, um, I did have a question that popped in my head, and I, I should have, uh, this one should have been asked earlier, but what are your opinions on radon? Oh. That's a good question. That's a good <laughs> question. Wait, oh, go, Jared. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Back to that carpet cleaning guy that was also a home inspector. He smelled the radon, didn't he? He did a radon test 
No, no, he did a radon test because my client asked for one. But he said there was something off about the radon mitigation system. The builder never even included a radon mitigation system in the house. Well, that's the problem. It wasn't oh, there. Oh, and he and he put the radon test in the crawl space. In the crawl space. Yeah. So it's like so okay, help yeah. help us understand radon here. I so it, just because it's a metal that breaks down, it comes up as a gas, right? And number two, leading cause of lung cancer. A lot of people, and it's been all over <coughs> the news. It's not something that Whoops. should just be brushed off like it's it's just dirty air. But at the same time, if you're not spending hours and hours and hours at your home and you're gone most of the day like i'm gone maybe i sleep like an hour hour and a half a day (laughs) (laughs) told you (laughs) he doesn't sleep you know so i'm not so worried about i could live anywhere almost no matter what the level and i'm probably gonna be all right just because i'm not there um but if you're elderly somewhere you're not leaving the home okay it's worth it to get it checked but I think it's blown up. I, th- I think it's exaggerated. Uh, but th- I understand, too, you have the American Lung Association, right? 2.7 and above. EPA steps in at 4.0 and says, you know, for the cell to go through, you need to get a system installed. Um, but uh, for that person to be setting a radon meter in the crawl space to inspect for it, like there's Ooh. requirements on where you set that, where you take measurements from that. Yeah. I, 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 that's unfortunate. Like, obviously, it's going to come back high, right? There's no There's no circulation in a crawl space and there's no barrier between it right you don't have yeah. that slab so there's no slab down in the it's basement. just dirt it's just dirt yeah right? so that guy's just coming right through yeah anyways so first he put it in the crawl space and he also said there's something wrong with the mitigation system there's something wrong some red that. flags in it's in a like home inspector <laughs> <laughs> for the record i recommended alan and he was gonna go with alan but he decided Oh, my friend recommended this guy, so I'm gonna use him, and and that's what happened. Um, and that's what you get stuck with. <laughs> way, to go, way to go, carpet cleaner. <laughs> yeah, he's seen enough carpets in his days that he knows when he sees radon. Yes, <laughs> he can smell it. He sees it in the breakdown of the fibers. <laughs> that's quite the. And he years. got my client all freaking out like. Oh, the radon test came back at a four, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, he put it in the crawl space. Right. Have him come back and put one in the living well, area. Well, you can actually test a home in the winter and in the summer. It's going to be higher in the winter. Why? Because we don't have windows open, the traffic going in and out of the house. We hibernate in the winter time. We all stay inside. Yeah. Barometric pressure, temperature, humidity, all of those play a factor. How often, mm. exactly like you said, windows and doors are open, or how long they're open, how much wind washing the house is getting, whether or not a window's cracked open. I've set meters and come back, and there's windows open that weren't open when I started. Yeah. It. That's going to throw the levels off, but you're right. Sure. They'll, they'll come in at different times. So you're saying it's something to take seriously, but also consider situation and if you might be a little more high risk then you should take it a little more seriously there's people that take radon more seriously than they do uh, non-functioning smoke alarms or having a one smoke alarm at all. yeah you, they don't have a fire extinguisher and you can see different priorities and different people but look it, it doesn't take that much to set like carbon monoxide detectors lower in the level of where someone's going to sleep mm-hmm. because it's more dense right it'll fill up or having actual functioning smoke alarms in more than just your hallway in your 1977 home uh, or your lead-based paint, you know, you have asbestos wrap on the on the HVAC. There's so many things that environmentally ha- have an impact on us that uh, 
radon kind of gets pushed to the top of the list because yeah, uh, that's where you, you're hearing about it more in the media. Yeah, and 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 it's an easy mitigation. Um, for the most part, it's a fairly cheap resolution, and so it's almost like some. I've always had the suspicion, and you know, like it just became such a hot topic and stuff, and. Next thing you know, there's radon companies that are coming out. I think it's like 14 bucks to mitigate a system, and it's a PVC pipe with a fan that's built into the PVC pipe that connect goes into the ground and then exits out. Essentially, that's what they are, right? Is PVC drilled through the foundation slab, right? So you have the foundation on the outer perimeter, and then you have the slab. In between that foundation, they just drill a hole, and they mm. put PVC pipe down there, and they run a vacuum. Essentially, a vacuum pump is what they're doing. They're just sucking the air from under the slab and pumping it out and through the roof or out to the exterior. Yeah. Yeah. They take that more seriously than a meth test. <laughs> right. Right. I've yeah. had so many meth tests that have come back, like, really in the 20s. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, this home's been used more than consumption. And, and there are houses that you would not think <laughs> the meth is going this was uh, the Cooking. last one that came in the twenties was a South Jordan home with a swimming pool in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not <laughs> necessarily <laughs> well. We are in Happy Valley, and when they run out of their prescription drugs, the next best thing is meth. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I for whatever <laughs> I like my teeth. I want to be able to keep them till the day I pass. Yeah, <laughs> teeth are good. I'm, I'm trying to keep my sanity. I want to keep my teeth and <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Well, we are we got a we got a lot from Alan here. Um, if you have answered. any questions about for Alan, go ahead and message us. Um, also, like I said, um, like he said earlier, if you are an agent and are looking for a home inspector. Too bad he's ours. We won't share the information. Unless you call me direct. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put his info in the comments. Okay, yeah, we'll Thank put you. it in the comments. Um, but, yeah, no, it's Alan, uh, OriginalHomeInspections.com. Phone number? 801-232-0848 is my direct, and 888-8691. Oh, 801. 888-8691 is my, uh, the one with the voicemail. Perfect, yeah. So if you're looking... Um, if you're either a looking to get a house and need a home inspection, even if it's a new build, get a home inspection. And the reason for that is there's places, there's houses up in Draper that are no longer there, and that. But they were there. That could have been a one year, brand new. There could have been a family in there when it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. so don't hesitate to get a home inspection, um, whether it's a new home or used home, or how nice the home looks. Always get a home inspection. If you're a real estate agent, this guy will take care of your clients and make them one of his own. Like he will take care of them the way you would expect a home inspector to take Another care of them. Another level. So um, give him a call. Um, I promise you won't regret it. If you're unhappy with him, I'll pay for that home inspection. How about that? Boom. Because I know you won't be. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. <laughs> Alan, I really need you to cover this one. They didn't like you, <laughs> and now I have to pay for it. Hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Unheard of. <laughs> well, thanks, Alan. Thank we you. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks, Jared. All right, guys. We are signing out of the Own It Studio.